Hey there, welcome to the Reignite Your Light podcast, and I'm your host, Missy Mo. I am a self-care, health and fitness coach that loves to empower women to become the best version of themselves physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I am just a small town girl from Louisiana who decided that it was time to share my tried and true secrets to how living life on life's terms has been the key to my success. As I went from being a single mom, struggling in nursing school, marrying the man of my dreams, to becoming a successful director of nursing and then experiencing one of the most surreal moments when my hubby and I both rang the NASDAQ bell in New York City as we were surrounded by our entire family. It was so amazing. Trust me when I tell you that anything in this life is possible. Most days you can find me inspiring my tribe on the gram, making quick and healthy dishes for my hubby, and let's not forget the most important thing, spending time with family, especially my grandbabies. I am so grateful they live right next door. Plus, each week I will be popping into your ears to coach you on how to press on through life's greatest struggles. Let's get started with today's episode. How do you do it? I am not like you. How do you stay so motivated? I could never do what you do. I have tried so many times and quit on myself. Why can't I just do it? Okay, guys, these are all things that we're going to talk about on today's show because today's show is how to stay motivated and push through and press on because guess what? We have things to do and we have places to go, and you have an amazing life ahead of yourself. And it takes one action after another, one step after another, but you can do all things. And I know this because I've done them. And I believe that you have the power inside of you and that you are stronger than you think. So let's get started. Okay, guys, on today's episode, we are talking all about how to stay motivated and push through your fears and press on to where you can get to that other side of this mountain that is standing in front of you and you are feeling like a little baby ant looking up at this vast mountain that's ahead, that's in, in front of you. And you are thinking to yourself, how in the world am I going to do this? How am I going to do it? Do I go up it? Do I go around it? Do I go through it? What the hell? How do I get how do I get to the other side? Because I know that there's a, another side, but I got to get to the top first. And so what I want you to know is that sometimes we all take different roads to get to the top of the mountain. All right? We all are different paths, so to speak. Right? So we all have our own individual path. Sometimes the path is easy. Sometimes the path is rugged and hard and full of rocks and stones. And it's just incredibly tenacious and just, uh, it's just one of those things where it's like you're just, it's rock after rock or boulder after boulder. And there's loose rocks and you slip and you fall and you don't have the right, you know, shoes on, you don't have the right gear on, it gets cold, it's frigid air at times, it gets hot, you're sweating, you're like stripped down to like, you know, your sports bra and, you know, your workout pants and you're like, oh my gosh, you're like, I cannot take this heat and then all of a sudden you get to a spot where you have a cool breeze that hits you in the face and you have a little bit of reprieve. 
And that's what we're going to talk about today because everybody has a path. Everybody has a certain journey that they have to follow. And we all, you know, basically don't have a choice because we all have to go through it. We all have to go through what, whatever we are going through. And that's the bottom line. So let's talk about this. Like, let's talk about how we get to the other side because the other side is there. Like the other side is amazing. The top of that mountain, the view at the top of this mountain is breathtaking. It is something that is pretty much hard to describe. Some of you guys have been there in your life. Some of you guys have made it to the top of many peaks in your life and you've come down the other side and you're striving right now to get to a new peak in your life. And isn't that amazing? Isn't that just something that you can know that you are constantly growing and you're constantly evolving and your first peak may have been, you know, getting through grade school, getting through high school, getting through, you know, tension from friends. Maybe you were bullied as I was as a kid. Maybe you, you know, had a failed first marriage like I did. You know, maybe whatever, you had to be a, you know, a, a single mom for a while and like bust your ass and get through nursing school like I did. Whatever your first peaks were, right? We all have them, we all have them, we all got to the top. I remember whenever I got my pen, my nursing pen, and I was like overjoyed, I had just done it. I had made it through the hardest, I don't even know what that was, it was just so hard. Um, but at the same time, it was easy. I don't know if you know what I mean. It was like God just continued to open the doors for me and gave, give me the, he gave me the grace and he gave me the strength and door after door after door opened and then, <clears throat> You know, I met, I re-met Chris, my husband, and you know, it was just like we got engaged during my, you know, last semester in college, and it was like amazing. We moved to Dallas. I had the the great job, you know, that ended up being my dream job that turned into like one of the biggest, you know, valleys that I had to go through, and I had to really probably, probably for the second or third time in my life, take care of myself. <clears throat> Excuse me, because the first time I had to do that was whenever I was, um, you know, in after my whenever my first divorce happened, um, whenever I left my first husband. But my this valley was different because I was in this amazing job. I was picked out of like you know 500 applicants, small town girl from Louisiana, and I remember. Um, being chosen like there was only 20 of a 20 you know new grads picked for this labor and delivery residency program at Parkland um, Health and Hospital Systems in Dallas and it was like a, an amazing opportunity guys an amazing opportunity and I was um, training and I was doing great things were going great and I had like six weeks left of, of the course and it got to the point where I was about to, you know, get my shift. I was going to be on the night shift, which was not really a big deal because I, I knew that was going to happen. Um, and I remember having to go through 
you know, um, this might be controversial for some of you guys, but it was an elective abortion. And I had to, not for myself, but I had to witness one or be the nurse for an elective abortion. And it was twins and it was so hard, y'all. It was so hard. I remember having nightmares. I can still see, see it in my mind. I can still see what happened. I can still see everything. Um, and I remember at that moment, um, going home, you know, just knowing that this was just not the right place for me. It just wasn't the right place. I was not aligned with doing this and being a part of this. Um, and I just knew it. I knew it in the bottom of my heart. And so that was a major valley. But at the same time, it was a, a point in my life where I came to decide that I was going to take care of me. And there was no job worth having and no amount of a contract worth keeping that was going to put my mental state, my emotional health um, in jeopardy, okay? Because I had a beautiful family to take care of and they came first. My daughter and my husband came first. And if I would have allowed myself to stay in that position and just numb out basically and not, you know, not, feel those feelings and just not be able to process them and just not, you know, just, just go on the everyday life. Like just go through the motions, go through the motions and see and experience all the things that I had seen in these first, you know, I guess eight weeks of, of, of um, the residency program that I was in. I was just like, oh my gosh. And so God allowed me to be the nurse for those, for those, um, you know, elective abortions and to, and to, um, basically, he allowed me to question myself, you know, and, and what I wanted. And I came home and I talked to Chris and I told him, and then, um, you know, I was just like, not sure. And he was just like, well, whatever you want to do, I support you. And I, you know, I could get a job anywhere. I was a brand new nurse and <laughs> I knew that. And so I, and he had, I had his full support and I knew what was best for me. And that's whenever I made the decision that I was going to take care of myself just like I had done prior to whenever I, you know, left my first husband because I wasn't going to be treated that way anymore. And I just knew that. And so that was a, that was a valley, but yet at the same time, don't you feel that it was like a, it was also almost, almost like a summit too, like a peak, like I had hit a peak in my life where I was draw, putting, I was drawing the line in the sand and that I was not going to cross it, right? And that I was going to take care of myself and this is the way it was going to be. And God took care of me and he protected me and he gave me another job and all was well and all that good stuff. And, you know, I just, I just want you to know that I will, I will always, I will, I will always be that person that's always looking for, you know, what I can do to make a difference, what I can do to push through, what I can do, how can I press on and how can I make things better, right? And so even though I did decide to leave the job, you know, some people would say, oh, you quit or blah, blah, blah. No, yeah, I might've quit the job, but I didn't quit nursing. I didn't quit my love. I knew that I wasn't aligned, you know, prayer and thoughtfulness and like taking um, a strategic action and find another job before I left that one, all were in play. And 
I was motivated to continue nursing and I just knew that that's not the type of nursing that I wanted to do. I didn't want to participate in that and at that hospital they did elective abortions and that was not aligned with who I am and my faith and who who you know what what it is that I do and so I left and so I just want you to know that whatever kind of peak and whatever kind of valley you go through you can you know get to the other side and sometimes your valleys can be your peaks just like with my first marriage you know like that was a big valley that I was in I was in a lot of darkness and I knew but I had a lot of love a lot of hope and a lot of excitement in there because I had my baby girl and you know she was beautiful and I had you know I was working for my dad at home and I was in you know in school I wasn't in my clinicals yet for nursing but guys I was like doing the deal I was living life you know and you know there came a point <clears throat> where I had to stand up and take care of myself again, you know, or, or before. Like, this was like the first time I had to, like, stand up and take care of myself, and I had to take care of my baby girl. And that was, like, another line that I drew in the sand. And so I'm all about, like, drawing some lines in the sand, if you can't tell. And that was at the ripe old age of 20, because I was 20 whenever I had her, and <clears throat> I left whenever she was I was 20 and she was six months old, five and a half, six months old. And so those are some hard lessons that I had to learn, but I learned them and I learned how to push through life and to get through nursing school and to do what I had to do to motivate myself and to take care of myself. And those can come all kinds of different ways. And so I want to talk about, let's talk about you and how you can motivate yourself Okay, and these are things that I did as well. And these are gonna kind of, I'm gonna kind of tap into like some of the things that I did at that time in my life and some of the things that I did all through my life, right? Because, and you'll notice a common theme that I have because I started going to therapy whenever I was <clears throat> 21. And so that was like a year, a year and a half later, or a year later. Um, Mackenzie was not even a year old, I don't think. Um, or she might have just turned a year <clears throat> whenever I started therapy. And I had to learn how to take care of myself, not just by drawing the line in the sand and doing it because I had been pushed and pushed and pushed and, um, you know, and I took and took and took. And finally, I like was going to take care of myself, right? <laughs> That's not what I'm talking about. Like, I'm talking about like, I had to learn how to take care of myself in the moment and in the day to day activities. And that's what I want to give to you. That's what I want to help you do too. Because I think it's so, so important that we have these, you know, we have this spiritual toolbox that we can use at any time. And it can be a spiritual toolbox that you use for your, you know, your spiritual life, your emotional life, your mental life, your, um, your sexual life, your financial life, and your your um, physical life, right? And so it's just, I just like to call it my little spiritual toolbox. And um, I just love this. And one of the tools in there is affirming myself. And so I affirm myself because I had to learn how to love myself and to trust myself. 
and it's been a long you know process and it's been an everyday kind of thing and there's been days where I didn't affirm myself and there's been days where you know I um, had bad days and good days but the cool thing is is that I always knew that if I just talked some self-love to myself then I could get it back and I could get back to where I needed to be and then journaling about how I felt oh my gosh this is a big one like journaling is so important and like journaling like let's say you started a new workout program or you started a new workout and you're taking care of yourself but this is so strange to you because you've always quit on yourself you know and like I said in the intro earlier is like how do I not quit on yourself how do I change that well you have to like maybe journal about how you're feeling how does it feel to like finish that workout how does it feel to skip that workout getting honest with ourselves about both the positive and the negative is going to allow you to see as you write it out not just like in your head because sometimes we don't want to admit it and if you haven't ever done this and you failed before at you know your you know maybe you're on your fitness journeys or you've given up before because you had like a lot of weight to lose and you just never have been able to do it and you just want to know why and how this is one of the ways this is one of the hows and so if we're in the how and we're into taking action then let's get busy and like let's do some journaling let's talk about how we want to feel like how do you want to feel how do you feel after you complete a workout and how do you feel when you don't like doesn't it suck oh my gosh <clears throat> I remember feeling so defeated like after work like whenever I would get home and I was so tired and I couldn't you know I couldn't get a workout in because it was like me and my hairstylist today were talking about how depleted she is like after she's given all that she's given she's been standing up all day she's been working doing hair with her arms like you know rolling out hair blow drying hair I mean that's a lot of work and then to if she doesn't work out in the morning then it's she just doesn't work out because she can't there's not enough strength in her body so here's the deal guys every one of us is different like what my hairstylist needs is she needs to work out in the morning like she said she knows she can't do it in the afternoon we all individually have to ask ourselves what is best for us because you know how it is on social media everybody talks about the morning workout you know getting done in the morning and if your lifestyle lends you to that meaning your job and your work and if you work shift work or not if that lends you to be able to do that, then that's phenomenal. Then you do that. You do the morning workout. You know, that's for me. Like for me, morning workouts work out best. But I'm, you know, I, I get I get a little bit more stressed out, or at least I used to, if I had to wait and work out in the afternoon. But then again, I had to be flexible with my jobs and my positions um, as director of nursing, being on call 24-7 because anything could happen. And then I had to give myself some grace whenever I missed a workout or what have you. So there's so many different things that you can do. But the main thing is that you need to have a plan. So you need to write down your goals and you need to read them daily. Like, you know, part of the, you know, doing that for affirmations that will, I'll give you a few in a little bit. And the journaling is you're setting your mindset, you're getting in touch with your mindset and what you want to feel and how you want to live. What are you a yes for? And so what are you a yes for? Like, what are your goals? What do you want to do? You know, do you want to have more energy? Do you want to be able to play with your grandkids? Do you want to like, decrease your um, blood sugar numbers and your cholesterol numbers? Do you want to decrease your blood pressure? Do you want to get off of meds? 
All of these things are goals. You know, did you want to be able to walk from the parking lot to the grocery store? That's a real thing for some people. It may be a real thing for you. And I mean, that's a real goal. So lots of people, whenever I've worked with them in the past, they didn't know what to put for goals, but that's one, you know? So I just want to encourage you to just look and, you know, write down your goals. And then I want you to read them to yourself daily because they're super easy to forget about. Like if we're not constantly reminding ourselves, I learned this um, 20 something years ago whenever I did the Body for Life program with Bill Phillips and he talked about writing all these down Um, and then visualize yourself, visualize yourself having more energy, visualize yourself playing with your grandbabies. Visualize yourself being able to walk from the grocery store, I mean, from the from the car to the grocery store and not stressing about having to find a close parking lot, not being out of breath, all of those beautiful things like that's part of what you have to visualize and it can happen. But if you if you stay in the negativity and the negative energy of like it'll never happen, it'll never happen. Guess what? It's never going to happen. So you have to get yourself into the positive energy and you have to get yourself feeling those positive vibes of positive visualization because what you think about comes to you, all right? Whether it's good or whether it's bad, whatever you focus on is going to be coming to you, all right? So another one is, is call a friend or a coach and tell them that you need a push, Like, that's a big one. Accountability is huge, guys. Like, if it's your spouse, let them be your, you know, accountability partner. You know, put in these layers of accountability. I learned this from, like, Shaleen Johnson a couple of years back. And, I mean, that's amazing. Like, we have to tell someone that we are doing this and that we want to do it. And we give them permission. Don't forget to give them permission to hold you accountable. And that's a hard thing. But lots of people, we know who to tell what we need to tell, right? <laughs> who's going to hold us accountable and who's not. It's just human nature. It's We're wired that way. So make sure you tell the friend or if it's not your spouse, you know, just make sure you tell someone what you want to do and let them give them permission. And another one I want you to do is set your alarm clock. If you're going to be an early morning riser and this is brand new and you've decided that that's the route you're going to want to go, then you need to put your alarm clock or your phone that you use as an alarm clock in another room, especially if you're the queen of snoozing. All right. Hitting that snooze button like I used to be getting that extra 10 or 15 minutes that we think is going to help us be more rested and not it's a it backfires on us every time. I don't think any of us can agree that going back to sleep for that 15 or 20 minutes with a snooze has really made us feel better. It makes us feel worse every dang time, but we continue to do it. We continue to do it. So use the 54321 rule and you know say that whenever your alarm goes off and then get out of bed and then tell yourself it's going to be an amazing day and hit that alarm button off and do not hit the snooze button and jump back in bed. Yes. If you do it enough times, it will become a habit. Do not check your phone or social media until after your workout. That's a huge one. And that goes for like, even if you're working out in the evening, guys, you have to make sure that you are putting all these things, these, these new habits in place and, you know, put a sticky note on your, um, on your, you know, your mirror in the morning. Do not check phone until after my workout, like do it. I promise you it will work. Make a plan and then make an appointment to work out and show up for yourself. That's a huge one. 
okay? And some of these are easier than others, but you these are all tools that you can use. And I just want you to know that anything is possible and you can press on and you can apply these to your, you know, to work projects, to, you know, um, finishing up school, you know, finishing up a course that you're involved in, whatever it is, you need to like have a plan and this is part of the plan. And so I highly encourage you to do these things if you want to press on and you want to like make sure that you get to the top of that summit or and you get through the valleys. These are all things that you can do. And I know that was an example for weight loss, you know, or just starting to work out again, whatever it is. But, you know, for me, like with I'm doing intermittent fasting right now and I have a game plan. I know exactly what's happening. I've written it out. I know what I'm doing. I have um, affirmations that you know, that I'm telling myself and listening to every morning. I'm journaling about how I feel. I'm writing all my food down, keeping a food log. Um, all of these things are creating the, these habits, these amazing habits that are so good for me. And I know from experience that they work. So that's why I put them into play again. And the same thing, like my husband's my accountability partner. Um, and then I have a, one of my best friends, Liz, is an accountability partner. And, you know, we share our fasting journeys with one another. And it's so cool. And so I just want you to know that anything is possible and you can choose to change. I promise you, you can choose to get out of whatever struggle you're in and use it as, um, just use it as a tool to get you up and out, right? And to the other side and through, you know, through whatever you're going through. Okay. So here's a few different affirmations that I want you to, um, that I want you to use. I want to leave you with these affirmations. I want you to just write these down um, or come back to this podcast. But the the ones that I like are I am enough. I am worthy. I am a warrior. I am capable. I am smart. I deserve this time for me. I love myself. I accept myself and I forgive myself. And I know that I could probably add on to this list, but I don't want to overwhelm you. Um, for me, I needed this. I needed to know that I mattered and that I was worth it and that I um, was a person that could do whatever I wanted to do. So saying these affirmations really, really, really in turn, they, they internalize a belief system. They change a belief system that maybe you were born with, um, not born with, that's you, that was conditioned to you or given to you by your, you know, things that may have happened in your childhood that transformed who you are. And maybe there's things that's happened in your life that has also um, made you believe that you're not worthy, that you do not deserve to take time out for yourself, that you don't have time for this, or you're too busy for that. You're too busy to take care of yourself. I want you to know that those are all self-limiting beliefs. Those are all things that are keeping you small and that are blocking you from doing what you truly want to do in your life, regardless of whether it is working out, getting that new job, getting that promotion, um, getting that new shift, whatever it is that you that you aspire to, I want you to know that you can do any of these and I want that for you. And so I want you to use these affirmations and I'm, I'm glad that I'm leaving them with you um, and I hope that you use them and I am going to end this podcast and I hope you have an amazing day and just remember that you are worth it and that you deserve 
to press on and through and get through the struggles in life. Because remember, the struggles, those obstacles are only detours in the right direction. I love that. Obstacles are just detours in the right direction. And you have to remember that. And I know it's hard whenever you're going through things. And, um, you know, but I want to leave you with that. So just remember that. Okay. Talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Reignite Your Light podcast. If you want to continue the conversation or share your takeaways, I want to hear from you. Head on over to my Instagram at Missy Mo and send me a direct message with your favorite part of today's show. I can't wait to be friends and hear from you. Oh, and one more thing. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop weekly. And until next time, have an awesome week and remember to go out there and live your life to the fullest. Love yourself first and shine your beautiful light for the world to see just how amazing you truly are.